from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. I know it's Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. Thank you all for being here this morning. We're live on your favorite social media platforms where you can catch us all the time, 9 a.m. Eastern, including our favorite channel on YouTube. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Rumble. Twitter's now X, by the way. I keep forgetting that. I got to update some stuff here. Um, got that over to the team. We've got a packed show for all of y'all this morning, but we've also got a double espresso. For those who don't know, on this program, every morning, if you're tuning in for the very first time, we talk about some major cybersecurity events. We take a deep dive from a practitioner point of view. So this isn't about marketing or tools or any of that. I'm a practitioner myself. And a tradition that started here a long time ago was to uh, cheers a cup of coffee. I love an espresso. I figured in 10 minutes, that's how long it typically takes to drink an espresso. We can probably get through the most critical news. So join me for a coffee cup cheers because I got a surprise here in just a sec. Now, a few weeks ago, there was a really funny bit and piece where uh, I accidentally spilled my espresso in the middle of the episode and people could hear it in the background dripping. I've therefore decided to come out with something brand, brand spanking new. Our very own espresso travel mug with the Cyber Hub podcast logo right on it. I don't know if y'all can see that or not. Yep, it's absolutely available. You can go. And if you subscribe to our Substack, if you do the annual subscription of only $99.99, we'll send you one of those for absolutely free just for doing that. The link for Substack's in the show notes. You can go do that. Um, We'll reach out to your email and get your shipping address and get one in the post right to you uh, for being part of our Substack community. So um, get yourself a travel size espresso mug. These are really, really popular. I mean, I, 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 when I go to my son's school in the mornings and, and, and I've got this in my hand, the uh, security team always there goes like, are you drinking an espresso? Is that what I think it is? And they're like, that's so cool. It is. It's absolutely cool. Keeps my espresso warm for about 90 minutes, which is great because typically you, you drink it within 10 because it gets cold and then cold espresso is nasty. So again, jamesazar.substack.com, go subscribe and you can get one of those shipped right to you. Now, without further ado, enough with that and by the way 20 percent of our proceeds are going to support uh, israel so just keep that in mind so here we go y'all um let's go ahead and get started with a u.s energy firm sharing how they got hacked and this is rare bhi energy for their end were victims of the akira ransomware operation uh earlier this year uh, bhi energy is part of the westinghouse electric company and their uh, specialty engineering services and staffing solution provider supporting private and government operated oil and gas nuclear wind solar and fossil power generation units and electricity transmission and distribution centers in the data breach notification sent by bhi to impacted people the company provided detailed information about what happened to its network on may 30th of 2023 the attack first started, according to the team over at BHI, um, by threat actors using the stolen VPN credentials for a third-party contractor to access their internal network. Using the third-party contractor account, the threat actor reached the internal BHI network through a VPN connection. In the week following initial access, the threat actor used the same compromised account to perform reconnaissance of the internal network. 
and the operators revisited the network on June 16th to enumerate data that would be stolen. Between June 20th and 29th, the threat actor stole 767,000 files containing 690 gigabytes worth of data, including BHI's Windows Active Directory database. And finally, on June 29th, having stolen all the data, they deployed the Akira ransomware on all devices. Um, that's when their team actually realized that they've been compromised. The firm says they immediately informed law enforcement and engaged with external experts to help them recover the impacted systems. The threat actors were officially kicked out of their network on July 7th, so uh, it took them about 10 days. Uh, the company says it was able to recover data from a cloud backup solution that hadn't been affected by the ransomware attack, so they were able to restore their systems without having to pay a ransom. They've essentially added security measures by imposing MFA authentication on VPN access, performing global password resets, extending the deployment of EDR and AV tools to cover all sections of the environment, and decommissioning legacy systems. They've also said that the data stolen was full name, date of birth, social security numbers, and health care information. At the time of writing, Akira has not leaked any data belonging to BHI on its extortion portal. No, have the cyber criminals announced them in their upcoming data leaks, although um, they might after this. So what do we take out of this one? And this is big. It's not very often that companies come out and say, we've been hacked. Here's how it happened. And here's the step-by-step. But if you take a look, this always comes down to, we talked about Okta yesterday on the show. This always comes down to a third party help desk, someone somewhere who's got their credentials compromised and they have access in order to be able to do their jobs. And that, my friends, is the basis of why identity and credential management is so important and why third parties introduce significant risk to your environment and why. You've got to be on them like crazy. You've got to be monitoring. You have to not put them in a trusted environment. They've got to be in a zero trust type of environment. Um, and that's really important. I mean, BHI, obviously for their end, you know, they should have had some sort of, you know, on their networks, they should have had something realizing that files were being extracted um, in, in that span of, you know, 690 gigabytes worth of data. Uh, that, that should have raised some sort of flag in those 10, nine days that they did that. It didn't. Um, so, again, it's just getting the right visibility into your environment. Now, understanding that modus operandi lets you know what kind of fixings you need to do in your environment as well. CISA is working on updating the National Cyber Incident Response Plan. This is coming uh, with CISA now working with industry and stakeholders as part of the 2023 National Cyber Security Strategy. They're also working with the ONCD, which is the Office of National Cyber Director, to coordinate input from regulators, critical infrastructure organizations, and much more. Eric Goldstein told the record he's the Executive Assistant Director for Cybersecurity at CISA, said that the new version of the plan was desperately needed since the original was released seven years ago. Their goal is to provide an agile, actionable framework that can be actively used by every organization involved in a cyber incident response to ensure coherent coordination that matches pace of our adversaries. Neither CISA nor ONCD uh, existed when the plan was first released, so this is their first shot of these experts getting a chance at it, and they uh, hope to have it out by the end of next year, so the end of calendar year 2024. Um, so we'll see that, and um, we'll see how that comes in.
Identity is the new endpoint. I've said this a million times, but here we go. You know, this login features that so many websites have. Well, if it's not fully implemented, it tends to have a misfire and a big one. Hundreds of millions of users for Grammarly, video, and Indonesian e-commerce giant Bukalapak are at risk for financial fraud and credential theft. This is partially because of a misconfiguration of critical APIs on the sites of several online companies, AI-powered writing tools, Grammarly uh, Video, and uh, Bukalakapak, I think, that led them to believe that dozens of other sites are likely compromised in the same way. OAuth is a widely used implemented standard for allowing for cross-platform authentication. Uh, if people familiar with it, it'll say login with Facebook, login with Google. Well, if they, you don't deploy those APIs correctly, there's a whole lot of prices to pay there because the pass the token fly in which an attacker may use a token, the unique secret site identifier used to verify the handle from a third party site, typically owned by the attacker himself, and they'll use that to log into additional services. Um, so if a user logged into a site called mytimeplanner.com, which is owned by the attacker, the attacker could then use the user's token to log in on his behalf to other sites like Grammarly, for instances. This is from Yaniv Balmas, the VP of research at Salt Security. The researchers found that the latest issues in video, uh, uh, Bullapak and Grammarly between February and April have notified the three companies which responded in a timely way. The misconfigurations has been resolved, but there's a whole bunch of ways to do that. Manage your APIs properly is a good one um, and secure OAuth from the start. There's so many tools out there where as you're writing APIs, you can actually see if the API is configured correctly, if you're using the right language of API and how you're doing it. If you're not using those tools. They're really not that expensive. Uh, but, but if you are deploying a ton of APIs, they're really, really valuable, extremely valuable. 1Passwords is disclosing a security incident linked to the Okta breach we talked about yesterday. Uh, 1Password CTO Pedro uh, Kanahutai said, we detected suspicious activity in our Okta instance related to their support system incident. After a thorough investigation, we concluded that no 1Password user data was accessed. They detected the suspicious activity on September 29th, uh, and that was uh, used to manage their employee-facing apps. They immediately terminated the activity, investigated, found no compromised user data. Again, good, good visibility, protecting your identity, having all of that in front of you. Uh, is, is really, really impactful. And, and this probably prevented one password from going down the last pass route of having multiple incidents in one year. The city of Philadelphia is re has finally released their cyber breach notice. The breach happened in May, uh, from May through July. It's now October. And they're coming out with a privacy incident notice. They wrote that all types of information impacted vary by individual. However, the types of information includes demographic information, name, address, date of birth, social security number, and other contact information, medical information such as diagnosis and other treatment-related information, and limited financial information such as claim information. They've shared and reported this to the USHHS, um, and they're asking everyone to be vigilant uh, on their billing. Citrix is asking, begging admins to please patch the Netscaler CVE 2023-49-66 bug immediately. Citrix is warning admins to secure all Netscaler ADC and gateway appliances immediately against ongoing attacks exploiting this vulnerability. The company patched uh, this critical uh, sensitive information disclosure flaw two weeks ago, uh, assigning it a 9.4 severity rating. So they're asking, if you haven't done it, please get it done, please. For the life of all things good, get it done.
A report says that September was a record month for ransomware attacks in 2023. This is from data from the NCC group who says that September this year saw 514 ransomware attacked attacks. Sorry, this surpassed the 2023 activity, which had 459 uh, and was heavily skewed by the CLOP move it transfer data theft attack. CLOP had virtually no activity in September, which may be a sign the sophisticated ransomware gang is preparing for its next attack as well. Um, so um, some significant movement there in the amount of ransomwares. And if you take a look at last year, uh, just a little over 200 total ransomware attacks, we've nearly tripled that two and a half time that just in September of this year, North America took the lion share of targeted regions with 50%, Europe followed by 30 and Asia with nine industrials were at the top of the victim list including consumer cycles technology healthcare academic basic material or undisclosed which is likely uh, critical infrastructure and more so there's that china for their end are cracking down on scam networks that apparently are operating from Myanmar, targeting chinese citizens by stealing their hard-earned money if you thought that call center in india was only targeting you no 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 as my little boy would say Myanmar is also out there trying to scam Chinese people out of their hard-earned cash. They, I mean, they work hard. They do. They're in modern-day slavery in China. Um, but nonetheless, the Chinese are busting the people who are doing the scams, but they're not busting the local elites or criminal networks who just keep replacing the people who China goes. It's like, we're going to catch a bunch of small fish. Get the big fish. Like, Watch a Rudy Giuliani documentary. Understand how he took down the mafia. It's really not that hard, China. Uh, the playbook already exists. Go ahead and use it. Meanwhile, they're just apparently targeting low-level people uh, who are Chinese who are being lured to those parts of the world um, for the hope of work, only to be fooled and put in the uh, scam call centers. And then from there, they're obviously um, um, slaved, worked, Again, these people are trying to escape the type of hardships they have in China only to go somewhere else and have it taken advantage of again. I can't tell you how infuriating this is. Um, I can't tell you how infuriating this is. Uh, Sam was working. Like, they share a story here. You guys should definitely read it. It's on securityweek.com. Links in the show notes. Uh, yeah. Like, just... Everyone in this world is trying to make a better life for themselves, their families, their loved ones. And there are people out there that take advantage of it. Just be mindful of that. Just be mindful of it. That's all I ask. That's it for our show this morning. Please go read the story. It really is a heartfelt one. Um, go check out our Substack. Get your very own CyberHub podcast, Espresso Travel Mug. And uh, at the next event I'll be at, I'll have a few of these out there as well. So stay tuned for that. Until then, have a great rest of your day, y'all. Most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.